0: This morning, I want to speak to you concerning a real and a present danger, one that is present in every congregation of the Lord's Church, one that is not new. A danger that is not new to us, nor something that we're not aware of, because we are. And one that will affect one's soul when the day comes for us to live eternally in one or two places. This danger this morning is entitled, How to Avoid Drifting Away. Backsliding, if you will. We don't hear a lot on backsliding. used to, to, as a young boy, we heard a lot of sermons on backsliding. And one would say, well, what is backsliding? Backsliding is, or drifting away, would be a more simple way of putting it is when one begins the process of leaving Christ. And I'm not necessarily saying just denying there's a God. We describe backsliding or drifting away as one that is not close to God as he or she once was. Often Sunday morning numbers are filled with a lot of backsliders. Because a lot of times that's the only service they will attend. And they have backslidden from what our God and what Christ and what the Bible has told us as Christians to avoid. When we allow ourselves to be overtaken by the temptations of the devil, to allow ourselves to not put Jesus first in our lives and not put God first in our lives, in every aspect, we are beginning or we are in the process of drifting away. Every local church experiences Christians who drift away from the Lord. The Bible has much to say and many warnings to us of this danger. When one person or another has become spiritually disqualified because of their lack of closeness to God. And yes, it is possible to become spiritually disqualified. As we read just a moment ago in Hebrews chapter 2, in verses 1 through 4, the Bible says to us that therefore we ought to give the more earnest heed to the things which we have heard, lest at any time we should let them slip or we drift away from them. The things that you have heard, it applies to us today in your beginning of walking with Christ, I hope you were told that it was a commitment. It was a 24 hour commitment. I hope you were told that it was a seven day a week commitment and that it was a commitment to your other brothers and sisters in Christ to exhort one another and encourage one another in our being together as the early church did in Acts chapter 2. I told you the Bible had much to say. Hebrews chapter 3 and verse 12. Notice what it says to us and to those who have begun that process of drifting away. It says, take heed. It says, you better beware. Brethren, lest there be any of you an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. One would argue today, well, I still believe in God. But still do you believe in worshiping and putting him first and putting him in the top priority slot? The Bible goes on to say in Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 11, Let us labor, therefore, or give diligence to enter into that rest, lest any man fall after the same example of unbelief or disobedience. When one has drifted away or begins the process of drifting away, they are categorized and named as an unbeliever. As to say, there's no in-between Christians. Hebrews chapter 5 and verse 11. Of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered of interpretation, seeing you are dull of hearing. One who is in the process of drifting or has drifted away becomes dull of hearing. And the word of God means very little to them. In Hebrews chapter 10, in verses 26 through 39, the Bible has this to say to us, right after the scriptures of 24 and 25, and not forsaking the assembly of yourselves together. He says, if you do those things, he says, for if you or we sin willfully after we have received the knowledge of the truth, There remaineth no more sacrifice for sins. But a certain fearful looking for of judgment and a firing nation uh, of fire, which shall devour the adversaries. He that despised Moses' law died without having mercy or compassion under or on the word of two or three witnesses of how much sore punishment Suppose you shall be taught worthy, whether you under trodden underfoot, the Son of God hath counted the blood of the covenant where he was sanctified an unholy thing and hath done despite of the spirit of grace. For we know him that hath said, vengeance belongeth unto me. I will recompense, saith the Lord. And again, the Lord shall judge his people. And notice in verse 31, it's a fearful thing to fall in the hands of the living God. We could go on with that scripture all the way through 39 in that same thought, of falling away, of resisting God's amazing grace. One who is in that process or has drifted away, can come to the point of resisting God's amazing grace. They've become dull of hearing go on with scripture in 1 Timothy chapter 1 and verses 19 and 20 when Paul speaks that one can have a shipwrecked faith Paul even describes himself later on in the Corinthian letter in chapter nine, that he disciplined his body or he buffeted his body daily, that even himself, one who had seen the cry, one who had uh, on the road of Damascus, one who was an apostle of Christ, could even fall away as well. You see this is not a new problem. This is not a new problem. And this is why so many Christian people are lost. And it's been a problem from the very beginning of time of abandoning the truth and Jesus. In 2 Peter chapter 2, verses 20-22, through 22, it speaks to us as Christians, as they have escaped the pollutions of the world, but now they are again entangled. And it goes on in Scripture to say that one would have been better off not to even have known the truth. There are several reasons why Christians make the foolish decision of drifting away from the Lord. If you remember in Peter's writings, he compared the turning away of Christians and drifting away to that of a dog, returning to his own vomit. A pig that has been washed, returning to the mire or the mud... And we need to understand this morning it didn't happen to any of us. It doesn't matter how long you and I have been in the church. It doesn't matter how long or how long our family has been or how much you read your Bible, which that is a key to stay in. But it can happen to any one of us. Why do Christians drift The first point this morning, how does this happen? When you go back to Hebrews chapter 5 and verses 11 and 12, it's very simple. When you read that again, it says, Of whom we have many things to say and hard to be uttered or of interpretation, seeing you are dull of hearing. In verse twelve, he says, "For when for the time you ought to be teachers, you have need that one teach you again which be or the rudiments of the first principles or the oracles of God, and are become such as have need of milk and not of strong meat." How does one begin the process? How does one drift away? Is they fail to grow spiritually? When we fail to grow in our knowledge of God's word, we give the devil an avenue into our lives. When you read this context of Hebrews chapter 5 and verses 11 and 12, you read it in the context, the Hebrew writer is saying, in referring to the priesthood of Jesus compared to Melchizedek, Back in the Old Testament. And he's actually saying, and what it would apply to us today would be the, the word of the gospel. But he's saying, we should be able to describe that. well. he's, but he's saying to the, to the listener, he's saying that you ought to be able to talk about this priesthood of Jesus Christ compared to what it was in the Old Testament to Melchizedek. You ought to be able to do that. By this time in your life, you ought to be able to do that in your Christian life, in your Christian walk. But then he goes on in verse 12, and he's saying the same thing to us today. By this time, you ought to not have this problem of drifting away. You should not have this problem of dull hearing. You should not have this problem of hardened hearts. You should not have this priority problem of not putting the Lord first. And he says, if you do have this problem, this is what you're like. For when the time, you ought to be teachers. You ought to be beyond these immature things. And barring those people in our audience today that have not been Christians very long, a lot of us need this lesson. We ought to be teachers. We ought to know things other than the elementary. In the Lord's church today, unfortunately, a lot of us still don't know the elementary principles of the gospel. We don't know it. It's sad to say that a lot of adults don't know how many books are in the Bible. A lot don't know who refers to the early church, what chapter of, book of Acts or what book it's in. Some don't know anything about marriage and divorce and remarriage. Some don't know what it says about alcohol. Some doesn't know what it says about becoming a Christian or being faithful. Or there's one church, one baptism, one faith. And that's sad because the devil, is he's just sitting back on a box and laughing. But that, that allows people and us today to drift away. But he says you ought to be teachers. You ought to be beyond these things. Your elders and your ministers shouldn't have to come after you and beg you to come to the services of the church. Shouldn't have to do that. Because the scripture says that we are to put God first. We shouldn't have to come to you and say, close down your wet bar of alcohol so we can make you a deacon in the church and that's happened right here in this county. We should not have to come to the members of the Lord's church and say, you don't need to be acting that way. You don't need to be dressing that way. You shouldn't be posting those things. You shouldn't be hanging out in this place or that place. The scripture is saying this morning and the Hebrew writer is saying you should be be beyond those things. Yes, people make mistakes. (coughs) But when we have been in the church for years and years and years and we still are on the milk, we got a problem and we're drifted. He goes on to say, he says, you need milk and not a strong milk. You can't handle the other things of of, of the scripture. You know what Christians say? I've been in conversations myself. The Christians say some of the most foolish things. It's okay. It's okay to dabble a little bit in alcohol. It's okay to drink a little bit as long as you don't get drunk. That is wrong. And we need to quit promoting it in our lives and quit justifying it with people in this county and the people we're friends with and quit going along with it and stand up for it. It's okay to dabble a little bit in gambling. That is wrong. And we keep going along with it. Politically, we don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. I talked to a man in the Lord's church just this weekend. He got himself into a position when he was standing up for right and wrong. He got rolled up for it. But then guess what? It was election time and they come back and they tore it up. Why? I don't lose no votes. Those of us who sit on boards and those of us who sit around the table, I'm on a few myself. We need to stand up for things that are wrong. Because it provides a devil for the devil to get in and cause us to drift. It causes the church to drift. And it causes us to drift. They say some of the foolish things. It's okay to dabble in a little bit of pornography. It's okay to talk and tell dirty jokes a little bit. It's okay to do this and to do that. God says it is wrong. And scripture proves it. And that's where we're lacking. We can't stand up a lot of times because we don't know what scripture says about it. You know why we don't know? Because we're not committing ourselves to study and we're not looking at those things and being able to say that is wrong because it says right here in scripture that you're not to do this or that. We need to get busy. They fall away because they're inconsistent in their prayer life. Christians who don't regularly communicate with God eventually drift away from him that's our avenue that he gives us to talk to him at any time. And when we don't communicate with God, we drift away. We drift away in our marriages. We drift away in raising our children. And we drift away from God. First Thessalonians 5, 17, pray what? Without ceasing. And we need to pray. That keeps us close to God. You know what else they fail to associate with our brethren? They rob themselves. We rob ourselves of the blessings that are found in staying connected. When you go to Acts chapter 2 in my Bible, when you go back to Acts chapter 2 and verse 46, the Bible says this to us. And you've been, we've been there before in our study on Wednesday night. They continued daily with one accord in the temple, breaking bread from house to house, did eat their meat with gladness and singleness of the hearts. They were connected. We are stronger together than when we're separated. need to associate with the brethren. And we can go back to Hebrews 10, 24, and 25, exhorting one another. You see, when we stay connected as a family, it makes us stronger. And I want to tell you, if we're not careful in the times of the day, the devil will use this pandemic to separate us. He's already using it. As I mentioned last week, there are some who have, never, have not come back to the church I never thought would ever, ever be this long gone from the church. Drifting away. Why? Because they develop hard hearts. You go back to the book of, of Hebrews. And you, and you look in uh, Hebrews chapter 3. In verse 12, we've already referenced it. Take heed, brethren, lest there be any of you in an evil heart of unbelief in departing from the living God. They develop hard hearts. They've hardened their hearts to the truth of God's word. 2 Peter 2 verse 20 refers to it as they fall in the trap of worldliness. 2 Timothy 4 and verse 10, the same thing. They begin putting the things of the world before the things of God. And the devil knows what he's doing. Harden their hearts. Folks, it's easy to start drifting. We've got folks in the church today that are drifting. But not as close as they once was. We allow our own lust, our own pleasures, to keep us away from God. We allow that. And that's not right. Now, a lot of people today are not going to like this sermon. They're not going to like it. Because it's contrary to what they believe and what they think. But let me tell you again, it's not about what we think. It's about what God says. We can't be selfish. I've told you before, there are things in my life that I love to do, but I cannot put them before God. There are times that I don't want i don't want to come and be with the brethren. Not that I don't like you. I tell my wife sometimes, would well, it'd be a good night or a good day to be a heathen. And then she reminds me, she says, you're the preacher, you can't do that. That's how some people look at it. Drifting away, how do we avoid it? Now, if you'll be honest with yourself this morning and look at yourself in your life, you can agree with what we've already talked about. I know in this number, this great, there are those who are drifted away. There are those who are not as close as they need to be and as once was. I fight drifting away. But it's a matter of priority. It's a matter of what's important to you. That's what it boils down to. We need to commit to spiritual growth. When, remember, when one does not grow spiritually, they drift away. Second Peter chapter three and verse 18. Peter speaks in this book. He continues and closes the book out with continue to say, grow, 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 grow in the knowledge of Christ, grow in the Bible, grow. And notice what verse 18 says, but grow in grace. And in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, to him be glory both now and forever. Amen. We need to regularly read and study our Bibles. Seek out opportunities to hear gospel preaching. Take advantage of the many online spiritual tools that we have even made available here in this congregation and other sound congregations. Take advantage of those things. Commit to prayer. 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 17, pray without ceasing. We need a very strong prayer line. And a lot of times we don't have that because we're too busy. Colossians 3, or excuse me, Colossians 4, in verse 2, the Bible says, continue in prayer and watch in the same with thanksgiving. Commit to that consistent prayer life. Consistently carve out quiet moments to talk with God. And folks, let me encourage you. Stay connected with your brethren. We are all brothers and sisters in Christ, from the back row to the front. Stay connected. Even this time during social distancing, we still have a vast array of many ways to encourage one another. We need to use them, and there's no better way to stay connected as to be in the presence of each other. I don't care how beautiful the lands are. I see people posting pictures a lot of times of their vacations and and things of of camping, and and this, that, and other. My aunt and uncle, they love to camp. Uh, I don't like to camp, Uh, not because it's not nature. It's just, it just takes too much work for me. I, My wife and I agree on that. She says, why do I want to pack all that up in a camper when I got it in my cabinets at home? And she said, I can just enjoy it right here. They post a lot of beautiful pictures. I had a man tell me one time, he said, I'm closer to God when I'm out camping on the lake and and seeing the beauty of his creation than I am in the Lord's church, sitting in the pew. What's wrong with that? There's a lot wrong with that because number one, he's not encouraging and he's not meeting his commitment. But again, drifting away, how do we stop it? You need a receptive heart. Well I, I, I'm already a Christian. I, I'm already I'm already what I, I need well, are you? You may be a Christian, but are you drifting away? When you go to James chapter 1 and verse 21, the Bible says to you and I, now this is to me and you, wherefore lay apart all filthiness and superfluity or overflowing of naughtiness or wickedness, and receive with meekness the engrafted word which is able to save your souls. We need to remember that scriptures come from God and they are the standard by which you and I will be judged. John 12 and 48, these words our Lord said, you will be judged by. These scriptures, every time I said today that my Bible says or the Bible says and you read it with me, that is the standard that God wants for you and me. That's what he wants. It's not generic. It's not just for whoever. But we need a receptive heart. And we need to always put God first. Matthew 6 and 33, we sung a song this morning. Seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And all things will be added unto you. Let me believe you this. Love God. Now, you listening? If you don't take anything else home with you today, take this. Love God more than anything or anyone else because He loved you first. That's what it boils down to. When we allow our priorities take over and be over God we're not loving him first I hope this morning that if you're in the drifting process and you've not grown spiritually you're not more than what you used to be when you become a Christian and you're not more faithful than what you were then or in the beginning you should have been. And maybe you don't have a consistent prayer life and you've allowed things in the world to come between you and God and, and you haven't put God first. I don't know every person's personal things, but you do, God does. Drifting away. Can we avoid it? If you're in it, you can repent of those sins, confess your sins, and let us pray for you. Maybe you need to to make your walk with Christ today and become a Christian. We encourage you to do that. We preach these lessons because we're concerned about your soul. We here at McCoynsville, in our eldership and many members are concerned for each and every one of you we want you and your family to go to heaven I want that because I care for you all of you are my good friends you're my church family And there's not a face that I'm looking at this morning that I would wish any harm on because you're my brothers and sisters. want good for you. But not only do I want good for you and this eldership wants good for you while you're here on this earth, we want good for you when it's time to leave this earth and live eternally. This morning, let us help you with that. Give up those things of the world today. Stop that process and move back closer to God. And make sure that you can live eternally with Him. Please come. Together we stand as we sit.